Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday's Jobs Day. We'll talk about that and more. Hey, when Dave joins us here in just a few moments, before we get started, though, let's remember that uh, in the world we live, there's a lot of things that you and I cannot control. But you do have the ability to control the amount of risk you have in your current portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement analysis. That's 863-382-0037. Look forward to hearing from you soon. Dave's joining us up right now. Highlands Light FM. Good morning. It's 840 here, 20 before 9. Time to check in on your money. What is Wall Street doing to you today? Better yet, what did they do to you this yesterday afternoon? Downtown we go to Statler Financial Services, and Philip Statler is on the phone. Philip, good morning. Yesterday afternoon was that seismograph I kind of pictured, and I really am not happy to have been right for a change. How are you doing? Well, you know, it was a um, it was a crazy afternoon, right? Because I mean, I looked one minute, and we're we're trading down a little bit, and then and then Paulson comes out and starts speaking, and and we get a five hundred point jump to the green in the Dow, and then I mm-hmm. blink blink about two times, and and, and we're down five hundred points. I you know hey, I, it, I just got a little sick to my stomach there. Yeah, it kind of bordered on, you know, I mean, this is the kind of feeling you get on one of those uh, really draconian roller coasters. The Fed announced this three-quarters of a percent increase in the reference interest rate yesterday. That surprised nobody. Uh, the federal, st- the uh, Fed statement that came out, the paper version, basically, basically kind of said, don't worry, guys, we're monitoring it and we know what we're doing. And the market responded by going up about 500 points. Then Paulson opened his fat trap and basically said, no, we really don't know what we're doing. And uh, <laughs> and uh, we went down by 1,000 points. Dow ended up down by 505 yesterday. Standard & Poor's was down by 96. And the NASDAQ was down by 366. You and I were talking before we went on the phone, uh, before we went on the air. Uh, what would possess a Federal Reserve chairman to say, we know it's going to be five months before anybody feels the effects of these rate increases, but what the hey, we're just going to keep doing it anyway. Yeah, you know, my initial reaction is irresponsible. Um, to think we've got that intelligent of a group of folks up there uh, meeting and they can't get it right. Um, and not even close to right, Dave. I mean, not even a hint of of being in, in the right area when it comes to interest rates. And and to know that there's, I mean, he, he basically said yesterday, you know, there's a five to six months lag between when we raise interest rates and when it affects the economy. And so that means there's two, three interest rate hikes right now that have not affected our economy yet. And yet now the indication is, is that come December, we're going to have another big hike. Uh, Yep. Uh, You know, this harkens back to something that I was postulating yesterday. There was that article about how we're changing membership on the open market committee as of the end of the year. And the current hawks that they've got on the market committee are a little bit concerned that the new Fed, the new Fed presidents that are rotating on to the committee 
are more dovish than expected. And I, my expectation and kind of reading between the lines of what Paulson was saying is this might be the last time I get a vote for a really aggressive rate increase. So what the heck, we're going to hit everybody with a two-by-four right now because odds are we're going to get a little softer in 2023, which would be good news. But, geez, let's completely crash the economy while we got a chance, right? Yeah, I mean, I just don't, um, I just don't get it. You and I've been saying this for two years now, um, and, and so obviously, uh, you know, we don't know what we're talking about. They must really know what they're talking about, right? <laughs> either that, or either that, or we're a lot smarter than we think we are. <laughs> Anyway, that, that happened. Market was unimpressed by the Paulson press conference. And uh, this morning might actually uh, reinforce both points of view because, well, we're looking at immediate immediate past month activity and the interest rate hikes have not slowed things down much. Trade balance came out this morning. We're up 11.6% last quarter in terms of our trade deficit, which basically means we're still spending money like drunken sailors in this country, but we're not buying it from our domestic manufacturers. We're importing it from overseas. That's one of those good news, bad news settings that's not going to be good news for what we need to have happen. Unit labor costs, this is a bit of good news to what the Fed's looking for. They slowed down a little bit. They expected unit labor costs to go up by 4% last quarter. Uh, this time they only went up by 3.5%, so we're growing on wages, but not as fast as expected. That might be the one bit of good economic news as far as looking for a pivot from the Fed that's available, but we still have an awful hot employment market. 220,000 first-time jobless claims were expected. We ended up with 217,000, a very slight beat, which means the employment market is still hot, and uh, continuing claims just about were expected, only about a million and a half continuing unemployment claims. we still got a nice hot unemployment market, which is just going to give the Fed reason to uh, hit us again in December. Yeah, it really is. I was looking at the one thing, the unit labor cost. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a substantial decline from, from where it was in the second quarter, because second quarter, unit labor cost increased by almost 9%. So mm -hmm. only three and a half percent. I mean, yeah, it's still an increase, but it's definitely a drastic uh, reduction uh, from what it had been growing. So that was that's not kind of some good news there, I think, Dave. Yeah, that was my reaction to him. It was a little bit less than expected, still in a positive direction from the standpoint of workers' wages. We'll take that happily, but it at the very least does show a little bit of slowing compared to what we had in prior quarters. Yeah, it was. Now, did you look at the, the two-year Treasury day? <laughs> dropped my false teeth when I looked at them. Two-year Treasury notes. You've got uh, you got current numbers, but I'm looking at 50 basis points. So uh, let's see, as of a little while ago, it was looking at like 50 basis points difference between the two and the 30-year, which just, you know, we talk about inversions. This is the biggest inversion number I've seen yet. Yeah, and the two years up to 4.72% yield. That's just uh, incredible. Criminy. My delayed quote has it at 46 so we've got a pretty distinct trend going up, too, don't we? Yeah, we do. And, uh, and we got the 10-year now at almost 4.2%. And uh, if we're talking about interest rates, let's talk about the Bank of England. You know, they yeah. also raised their interest rates three-quarters of a percent. Now, I think I saw somewhere where that's the highest increase they've had in like, I mean, I can't remember exactly how many years, but it was an astronomical number of yeah. years. 30, 
30 years was what I read, that a three-quarter point increase in the Bank of England. They haven't done it that, lo- that much in 30 years. So, uh, folks, if you're looking for a cheap place to borrow money, England's no better than us, right? Exactly. And so we continue to see that um, interest rates going up really worldwide. Absolutely. And given the fact that England is really concerned about getting into a really deep depression right now, or a recession right now, I'm surprised the Bank of England is following our lead. But uh, at the very least, some uniform increases across the world economy. It's kind of like, you know, the argument that Biden was making a while ago at fixing corporate income tax rates, sometimes uh, making sure that people uh, can run, but there's no place to hide does have some advantages. So backhandedly, I guess I'm glad they're following our lead. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, ultimately we got to get inflation under control worldwide. I mean, it's not just a United States problem, right? It's a world problem right now. And uh, and we got to get it under control across the world. Yeah, and our friends in the European community have a worse inflation problem than we do. I've got to give the uh, administration's uh, closing pitches during the election at least that much credit. They're right. It's not as bad here as it is overseas, but that's not exactly a lot of comfort when we're looking at gas prices and grocery prices the way they are. Exactly. You know, just because you're comparing it over there doesn't make it any better over here. (laughs) I always worry about a politician that makes his pitch saying, hey, it could be worse. We could be there. Uh, much better to just make it better here. <laughs> While we're talking about things going on, I found a tidbit that Am- uh, that Apple is right now the most valuable company in the in 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 the world. I think, at the very least, in the nation. But the interesting part is comparing it to its uh, tech peers. It's worth more than the next three biggest tech companies combined. Because the tech market has slowed down so much. I've always kind of made fun about eBay being the uh, dinosaur of the tech world. They also may be the only one that can figure out how to make any money these days, huh? Well, at least for the last quarter, right? So they uh, they reported better than expected results for this last quarter, um, boosted by sales of refurbished goods, right? People are looking for anything, even if they're refurbished, um, and, and trying to find a good deal on whatever they can find out there right now. So eBay's benefiting from that right now, up 4.8%. Um, so so some good news from them. If we continue kind of on that line, Dave, of online, uh, Etsy also reported. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they reported better than expected earnings and revenue. And, and I can kind of see that, right? Because it's it's the, the, the mom who makes stuff at her kitchen table who puts it out there for sale. So people are trying to find any way they can to get an extra stream of income. So, man, if you're a crafty person and you can get out there and put it on Etsy, you're, you're able to bring in a little extra money. Uh, so I, I kind of see where they're benefiting from that. They're up uh, six point, almost 6.9% this morning. Cool. Niche marketing might very well be where we're at short term, isn't it? It, it is. I mean, it's people that are, that are needing to uh, supplement their regular w- wages and, and earnings, if they have that ability to to sell something, um, you know, places like Etsy are going to be the winners. And eBay does a lot of that, too. There's a lot of people I've known that have uh, got a really nice side income as kind of eBay marketers. So, yeah, the under-the-table money never hurts because, well, it's just between you and the company, and if you feel like giving it the money to the IRS, if you don't, it's your problem. 
Yeah, that that's, they're they're starting to slap that hole closed, though. You know, they're watching it. I know that, <laughs> <laughs> but it is gray market money at the moment, and that's obviously attractive when things get tight. All right. So the other thing we have now, we got a, a slew of earnings that have come out. I'll hit some of the high points. Restaurant brands. That's uh, Burger King, Tim Hortons, Popeyes. Those guys. Uh, they uh, they did better than expected. This number really popped out at me. Same restaurant sales jumped 14 percent, well above the 8.3 that was expected. So that was um, some some good news there. Trying to figure out where they went there. Um, So they are trading right now up about 2.8 percent. Cool. The, You're giving um, me good news this morning. I thought yeah, you but were I got some humor after yesterday. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to help you out here before we hit the, <laughs> the losers, the losers of the day, right? So Under right. Armour, we talked about them a lot off and on. Uh, they mm-hmm. did better than expected as well. Um, they've been cutting. Uh, they did cut their full year forecast though because of the strong dollar. Still, they're getting a nice bump up, five point six percent. Let me just give you one of the big losers, Palaton. Uh-oh. They've been, you know, they've been, they just been having issues for a while now, um, since the since the hot demand during COVID. They uh, they missed. They had a larger than expected loss for the quarter. Revenue missed as well. Um, gave weaker than expected guidance. They just can't win. Um, down sixteen percent this morning. Ouch. Yeah. Moderna's one. Selling used ones on eBay. I know. Hey, Moderna's one that I didn't really see this one coming. Uh, but they missed on hmm. earnings. Uh, they missed by almost uh, 50 to 70 cents a share there, depending on how you calculate it. Um, they're saying that they they cut their annual forecast for their COVID vaccine sales. And so that's hurting them. Moderna is down like 8.1% this morning. Whoa. Yeah. They say that folks are not really going crazy on the new updated boosters and uh, they're having trouble getting people to take them. Evidently, that's affecting the manufacturer. I think so. So I don't want to run out of time. I want to give you the big loser anyway before we get cut off here. So mm-hmm. the big loser, the, my big loser for the day, Dave. Is? Roku. 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 My Roku. Lord, what happened? Well, they uh, they had a good quarter. Don't get me wrong. They, they had better than expected revenue and a larger than expected active accounts. Those are all good uh, metrics for them. But they came out and gave their guidance for the quarter, and they expect ad revenue and device sales, the, the little boxes, to fall during this current quarter, and uh, and so they're falling like a rock as well, down almost twenty one percent this morning. Good heavens! Yeah, smart TVs are getting hard enough, are getting easy enough to get these days, and with Samsung and Google and all the rest doing it. Uh, that might very well be one of those pioneer industries in streaming that's not long for the world. Exactly. You know, you got to stay cutting edge, and they may be losing their edge there. May very well. Resetting the table, big off day yesterday, all of it at the end of the day after the Balson press conference, 45 minutes before we start this morning. Well, I'm afraid to ask, what's happening? Dave, I, I can't find anything green except for the VIX, so that gives you some indication, right? The... Uh, The Dow is down seven-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 down almost 1%. The NASDAQ 100 down one, almost 1.2%. And the worst one is the Russell 2000 down a little over 1.5% this morning. So 
no good news on the uh, on the index fronts at all. The uh, the commodity side, we've got silver. Oh my goodness, they've dropped like a rock, down three point six percent. That's eighteen dollars and eighty eight cents an ounce. So they're well below that nineteen dollars again. Gold wow. down one point seven percent. Back down, getting close to that sixteen twenty number. And then crude oil down 1.4% to $88.74, which doesn't sound great, but it actually crossed over 90 yesterday during the day. Okay. I was going to say, it looks like it's close to where it was when we spoke yesterday morning, though. Overseas markets, I got no better news in the process. Asian room was off. Hong Kong ended the party they've had for the last couple of days. They were off a full 3% of the close this morning. Europe off between three quarters and a percent of a half, and a percent and a half across their major uh, exchanges as well, halfway through their trading day. Don't get scared day by day. Have a plan for your retirement, and what we talk about won't scare you quite as much. How do I find you to get that plan, Philip? You know, you're absolutely right, Dave. It's putting together that plan that makes a difference. Give us a call. We've put together what we call our core retirement design, where we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. And it starts, folks, with what you can control, and that's how much risk you have in your portfolio. Give us a call, 863-382-0037, to make sure you don't have too much or not enough in your portfolio. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here every weekday morning on Light FM together. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you. All right, man. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you much. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I know it's been a rough week on the markets. Uh, that's, again, why we developed that core retirement design to help you design that retirement to take out some of those ups and downs, especially the big swings in the market. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Until tomorrow, have a great day.